Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis. Ben, so let me get this straight. Uh, yes. All of America can picture Bernie Sanders sitting in the Jeep from Jurassic Park. He was memed. They can they can picture him. He was wearing sitting, funny mittens. They can picture him sitting next to my neighbor Totoro waiting for a bus. Huh. They can picture him even <laughs> sitting on a casting couch no, about to get railed I, no, by I a am talent not, scout. What is wrong with you? But First they, of all, that talent scout doesn't exist, and I don't want to think about Bernie Sanders having to go down they, to the casting couch and, and d- d- do God knows what. They can't picture Bernie Sanders sitting in the Oval Office. Isn't that sad? It's isn't that sad? But they can picture him next to Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump on a park bench, which yeah, is kind of cool. That's right, and I'm glad. I'm glad Forrest Gump got Medicare for all, and no one else did. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates. Sometimes you die a horrible death. Right. Is that how that goes? That is basically, it has only been a few number of days since Joe Biden was inaugurated. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's been happening in the three days since. And my God, the man has been busy. His hand must be a bit sore. He's holding a lot of pens and he's signing his name quite a bit. He has 30 executive orders that he has signed. Some of those executive orders are reversals from Trump executive orders, such as the 1776 Commission, which was not even something that they would do in the Boy Scouts. The 1776 Commission (laughs) is is the single waste of government money ever yes it's a real thing i thought it was like a placemat you could buy on one of these fox (laughs) news merch sites no the 1776 commission which got like no press whatsoever i guess it was just sort of rolled up into the trump burrito that we have been eating for the past four years and you know what burritos give you a case of the craps The 1776 Commission literally was just there to talk about and to promote the idea of cliches, basically, about American freedom, American liberty, all of these wonderful ideas that, again, we are striving to achieve in America. We have yet to get there as we still have the largest prison population of any Western country in the world. I'm proud. Of course. So we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the executive orders. What do they mean for you? What does it mean for the economy? And what does it mean? Ben is going to read them off forward. of my forearms, which I've written in Sharpie up and down like and all over my face like well, uh, like memento. Travis and I were thinking, how to make this episode so boring? How are we going to make it boring enough <laughs> I'm for our the best audience? I can. Well, because NPR is super popular and people like to take their politics like, you know how people will say, ooh, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. In politics, people like to take a spoonful of salt with mm-hmm. some beet juice. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is how I like to consume my medicine and my politics. But here we like to have a little bit more fun. So we're not going to read read <laughs> in detail yeah. every single executive order. But we will uh, point out some that are important and uh, definitely some that uh, allow us a bit more of insight into what the Biden administration has in store for us over these next four years. But before we get to Joseph Biden, let's talk about uh, the ghost, the, the ghost of the boogeyman that was Donald John Trump. He still lives in the minds and the souls and the hearts of his minions. 
Many of his minions, some of which he tried to install to the NSA and other departments of the military just before he left office, planting the Trump seeds. And then they flourish into what I can only imagine is some kind of peach tree that has very enlarged peaches that look like the fat butt of the president that planted said tree. He has his minions in office right now. Therefore, until they are gone, Trumpism still lives within the government of the United States like termites in a fine fixer-upper. One of the largest termites being Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Big old termite. A big old termite. And that is us being extremely kind because God knows the amount of uh, slander that we could throw towards this woman but we are going to be above and we'll just listen to her and what her thoughts are and we will judge her based upon her political thoughts and nothing else marjorie taylor green she rose with the rise she she rose with q yes 2017 thanks by the way for the great response to last week's episode and welcome to all the uh, new listeners out there as the world was falling apart i'm happy that travis and i could be a a bit of a stabilizing force as so much That's chaos a, was going an on. An interesting concept, but yes. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and you guys are a stabilizing force for us as well. We'd say it's a give and take situation. Marjorie Taylor Greene rose with QAnon to gain political power. She was on the tip of Q for a long time. Three years later, she finally achieved her goal, which was going to the House of Representatives, as said representative. So what is she doing for her constituents? What's she doing to make America a better place? Well, she has currently filed articles of impeachment against Uh. Joe Biden. (laughs) So let's just play this story because this is going to be something we're going to continue to see. This is going to be the Sean Hannity's, Laura Ingram's of the world, who, by the way, Stephen Miller, the move to TV has officially happened. We saw him on, or I saw him, because I don't force Travis to watch these horrible things that I force myself to watch. I saw Stephen Miller on uh, on Laura Ingram, and my God, I'm just going to say this. The dude is crazy and uh, doesn't seem to have I mean, we're gonna, a soul. We're going to see him on The Masked Singer in about a year wearing, oh wearing a uh, KKK hood, but uh, <laughs> he, will be, he will be on our TV screens. You know what's weird, though, is that too obvious. I, something I just thought about is like, for Stephen Miller, the past four years were the best years of his life. Yeah, of course. He was in the White House. Those are the best years of his life. He met his wife the greatest, in the White House. He had a child in the White House. There are two great professions in this world. One being a backup quarterback with a quarterback that is the starting quarterback is never injured. That is the best when you're the backup quarterback. You never have to play. You get a paycheck, and you can get yourself some Super Bowl rings. The other best thing to do is to be the silent mouthpiece for the President of the United States, where, yeah, you get some criticism. People make fun of Stephen Miller because, you know, he's a fascist. I wish he was a silent mouthpiece. Come on. Um, He certainly wasn't a silent mouthpiece for Donald Trump. He was kind of silent to us because he didn't speak publicly very often. Of course, now he is. But that man, having him purged from the White House, is phenomenal. And to be fair, he is where he belongs, which is on the Laura Ingram show. And, uh, of course, hopefully people don't spout or believe too much of the nonsense that he spouts, specifically on immigration, which is something that is going to be talked about here uh, quite a bit over the next four years. And we will obviously continue uh, to defend undocumented people, uh, the workforce of this economy, the backbone of the United States economy. And, of course, you have people 
uh, involved in DACA who are now fully grown adults. I mean, my goodness. And Canada, by the way, they are also doing some very controversial stuff with immigration. During the midst of this pandemic, they have deported over 12,000 people to the United States. You know, Canada, I know they're, I know they're, they say everything very nice and they apologize a lot. But uh, at the same time, sometimes you have to, um, you have to change your behavior instead the, of just saying, I'm sorry. I don't imagine they were deporting 12,000 Americans back to America. I don't think so. <laughs> no? Okay. I don't but think so. But as we were saying before, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene did uh, present articles of impeachment. And this is a little video that she shot to make sure all of her constituents knew that she was fighting the good fight for Trump well after he has, um, I don't know, gone to Mar-a-Lago He's to take all his clothes out. off and lay in the sun. Ooh, what but, a uh, lucky day to be the sun. So all right. She posted this little sad five-second video. Just filed articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. We'll see how this goes. All right, that's a video she posted on Twitter. We'll see how that goes. It's not going to go very she's far. She's in the seems like a, in the basement of a. I, I, she's in a she's in a darkened hallway in a basement somewhere when she, she posts this. Yeah, she's in a darkened hallway. It's in a basement. It looks like a small kind of puppet on a tricycle is about to approach her. <laughs> yeah, she is, and in, uh, yes. it looks as if she's about to have to dig a key out of her own flesh in order to realize the sins of her ways and uh, become a better person. If there's anyone that Jigsaw needs to help in the most graphic way possible. It is Marjorie Taylor Green. So that is what she had to say quickly to her constituents. 10.2 million views, by the way. That's the magic of a five-second clip. But that is not all she had to say. She also, as Stephen Miller goes on Laura Ingram, Marjorie Taylor Green goes on uh, the much lesser known, much less successful Sebastian Gorka's Gorka. radio show. <laughs> So let's play this side. Uh, yeah, this the is just Marjorie. a little bit of her pleading her case on Gorka's radio show. And again, I want to just remind people, this woman is elected. She, has, uh, she is in the United States government. And Trumpism, as long as these people are still in office, Trumpism will still be alive. So let's just listen to this person and see if, they want, if you want them to be representing you. <laughs> well, yeah, Nancy Pelosi is going to walk over there, walk her articles of, peach, of impeachment over to the Senate, where Mitch McConnell um, is going to be taking these in. And we don't know what's going to happen in the trial of the Senate, and it shouldn't be happening. That's really the truth, because the whole thing is a scam. And so this is why I didn't, I didn't delay in introducing articles of impeachment on Joe Biden, because we need our people to get on board with, hey, you know, let's impeach a real criminal his name is Joe Biden, and Stay he is three. now the president of the United States. Instead of play dilly nilly and and watch the nonstop continue to hate President Trump, hate everything Trump uh, trial in the Senate. You know this it's ridiculous. These Democrats they have no agenda that helps Americans, that does anything for our country. They completely take over in Washington with their military state style takeover. And now they're going to continue down the same we hate Trump trail. And and this is why I'm telling you, don't allow them to control the narrative. And again, that was the flipperoo when it comes to the Democrats now being in love with the United States military. The Democrats are now the ones, according to the Republicans, who love when police go and beat up protesters. Of course, the ultimate irony is what we saw over this past year and the past three years, mostly over this past year. Again, I can't talk about it enough, but the photo up that Donald Trump uh, had that he took 
uh, over at the church there. I mean, that was a peaceful protest, and that was just a microcosm of a macro problem uh, that we've seen in this country when it comes to escalation of violence from uh, the side of, uh, of the power, which in that case was law enforcement and, of course, the military. And the only reason, again, that the military was forced, the National Guard has been forced to stay in Washington for this time was because of that little bitty insurrection on January 6th. So the real impeachment that we should be talking about is, of course, the impeachment of Donald Trump. I do love that Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to do the, uh, she's trying to do, like, whataboutism with impeachment, well, where she's is... like, but now now Biden also has articles of impeachment against him, but it's like one is totally opposite from the other, and it doesn't make, it doesn't cancel anything out when it comes to Trump. Well, her yeah, her whole thing is to say like, oh, look who's hoisted by their own petard. But actually, if you look petard. at- Petard? Yeah, Whoa, wow. petard. That's uh, if you look at her- What does that mean? Don't make me. <laughs> Did you use a word you don't know what it means? Of course, I do it, I do it every <laughs> single time I talk. Are you kidding me? My entire, I am an illusion. I am not a real person. I don't know things. I, I don't have a, I don't have an education. I, okay. I, I th- this is all smoke and mirrors. I, love I don't it. know what I just said. <laughs> don't you make me try to. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. But, I mean, her, <laughs> her articles are, uh, I mean, you would think that she would try to come with something a little bit more substantial considering the reason why that we're impeaching Donald Trump for the second time is for insurrection, for inciting an actual riot that would have killed politicians. Hers is more of like a, I said to you before, was her articles of impeachment are like reheated dog shit that she like put a little Tabasco sauce on. Mm, Um, Because it's all that that Ukrainian (laughs) shit that Trump tried to fluff up before the election, but now done in like her style. It's like her just sort of cribbing his Ukraine Hunter Biden bullshit and and then trying to make it an official impeachment. And again, with the Ukraine stuff, and just to be, just so people know that I am being, and I'll probably just end up angering people, so I don't even know why I try to try to be fair, but I was against the first impeachment because it was like, let's just get this election going on. We should have been focused on COVID, and I knew he wasn't going to pass. I knew the Senate wasn't going to uh, allow the impeachment to go forward. I thought it was futile, and I thought it was useless. However, this impeachment, I'm actually for. Seems pretty because, straightforward. Yeah. Yes, because it was it's A to B, and uh, the A is a very long example after example after example. Whether it be Trump telling the the Proud Boys, I guess they're proud um, to uh, stand back and stand by, and then just straight up having the event on January 6th, which we talked to Jason and Devram about, which was basically just said go attack the capital and then of course we also know there was legislators that are currently working with other legislators right now that were under attack that aided and abetted those insurrectionists by telling them how to get into the capital building the best way and where all the politicians were gonna be you all know the story so when it comes to the second impeachment i'm actually for it because I think what he did was treasonous. He should never hold office again. He should not receive any money that an ex-president receives. He should not receive Secret Service uh, protection whatsoever. He has uh, he has done away with all of the wonderful accoutrements that go with being an ex-president. He does not deserve them, and I believe he should be impeached. However, the question is, will it happen? 17 votes need to come from the Republican Party in order to impeach him. Of course, he needs two-thirds. He needs 67 out of the 100 senators to impeach. Mitch McConnell has apparently said, and I'm going to say that he has said this because these leaks don't come out of nowhere, and there's been so many leaks. I do believe if you're Mitch McConnell, you are the old guard of the Republican Party. You want Trump 
to be gone. Trumpists, Trumpers, they, you know, they might have a little place. The Marjorie Taylor Greens, they could maybe pipe up every now and again and have a little pebble of power within Congress. But the idea of having the spokesperson for the Republican Party be Donald Trump is something that someone like a Mitch McConnell does not want to have happen going forward. So Mitch has said, hey, I'm not necessarily against impeaching the president. The question is, will he be able to get or will the Republicans be able to have 17 members actually vote for what is best for this country, which is to ensure that Donald Trump never holds federal office once again, and to send a message to future presidents when you do try to uh, screw over 84 million people's votes, there is at the very least a slap on the wrist. And make no mistake, this is just still a slap on the wrist. He's not going to get a paycheck for doing nothing, Mm -hmm. which is welfare, uh, and he's not going to get Secret Service protection, but he's going to be around so many of his drunk lackeys in Florida, he'll be fine, and he can never run for federal office again, which is actually a fate worse than death anyway. It's not even that much of a punishment. No. It is just the bare minimum we can do when a president tries to overthrow the will of 84 million Americans. That's all that we're talking about here. It's literally don't do that again. <laughs> don't do that again. That's all the that's all that we can do. As far as I'm concerned, this man should be tarred, feathered, and when I say this man I mean Trump, tarred, feathered and quartered in the Times Square, but Apparently, we moved on from I mean, the politics of destruction. I really, I, I, I was reading an article today, and it just casually mentioned something that we already know: the number of dead people from COVID at four hundred thousand. And it really did Oof. hit me. Now that we're on the other side of it, as far as like having Trump out of office, it really did hit me. Like, oh right, this guy, like, gross negligence. He his gross negligence caused the death of hundreds of thousands of people. It really did hit me that uh, this guy can never be allowed back near a some kind of political desk, or he shouldn't be allowed a, near a microphone or a, or a car or a machete. He's just a dangerous guy, and yeah, we, the, the least we can do is uh, prevent him from uh, striking America again. Well, Travis, you mentioned harming the country. Well, let's talk about how we undo some of the harm that has been done to this country. Much of the harm that has been done to this country has been done via the authority of the president himself in regards to executive orders. Now, I am not a fan of executive orders. I wish the presidents wouldn't use them so much. There was a lot of hooting and hollering about Obama using too many executive orders. Newsflash, however, Bush used more uh, executive orders and Clinton had more executive orders than Obama. And of course, Trump really added to that number as well. So Joe Biden, when he first took over, he has a lot of work to do in reversing some of the executive orders uh, that were put in place by Donald Trump. In a health perspective, we have to talk about the World Health Organization. Donald Trump got us out of the WHO, no idea why. All you do when you withdraw from the party is create a power vacuum for somebody more smooth to come in and you are quickly forgotten about. If we're not at the table, we have no say whatsoever. That's not putting America first. That's putting America in the coat closet with no say at all. The World Health Organization isn't going anywhere, so you can either be a part of it or not be a part of it. I would rather be a part of it because then theoretically you can get what you want much easier, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So Joe Biden, with that knowledge or with that philosophy in mind, has turned back Trump's executive order, withdrawing us 
from the WHO. So we are back with the World Health Organization. Yes, these companies or these countries rather, I mean, hell, you look at the oligarchs, what's the freaking difference these days? But these countries, they can pay a little bit more. Perhaps they should be paying a little bit more. I have no problem with that. The U.S. shouldn't be taken advantage of. All of that, all said, all good. We, I'm with you on all of that. But at the same time, we need to lead. And in order to lead, we have to be, again, as I said, at the table, just like Roman Reigns. <laughs> and Are speaking you- of Roman Reigns, who was a real hero during this COVID <laughs> pandemic? Dr. Anthony Fauci, oh, wasn't that's he right. not? Um, although if you did buy a Dan- Dr. Anthony Fauci shirt, I have to yell at you, but I won't because I'm very nice. But you have to, if you have a Fauci shirt and a Robert Mueller shirt, we need to talk about your purchasing habits. Because it's not good and they're not going to age well because at some point you're just going to have the face of two white old men <laughs> on your shirt I tell and you, no one's going to know if it's like Mengele or somebody good. Did I tell you when we were doing a show in Berlin, I was at the, I got to the airport and I saw a German guy wearing a It's Muller Time shirt. It's weird. And, and I don't like it. He was like fully a German citizen <laughs> talking about, like talking it. about It's Muller Time. Okay. No, I don't need it. I I. Do not need that whatsoever. Uh, nonetheless, Dr. Anthony Fauci, he will become the head of the uh, delegation to the WHO, which is great. That is where he belongs. I am happy that uh, he was in the White House and had some say over this past year. I do think he was a voice of reason, a sober voice when it comes to what was going on with COVID. He wasn't a politician. As we know, believe it or not, breaking news, Abe Lincoln's top hat, politicians lie. Doctors are not supposed to, and it's not in their best interest to necessarily. So Dr. Fauci, at the very least, was able to be some kind of rational voice of reason in this sea of insanity. He was a small lifeboat of uh, like the Titanic, just grasping, trying to stay afloat. But of course, at the end of the day. A rich white woman does kill us, don't they? Don't they? Nonetheless. So we are back in the World Health Organization. Dr. Fauci, he's going to be head of the delegation. I love it. It's boring. I don't want to be in any meetings. They have the meetings. You come back and you tell me via a really fun PowerPoint presentation what you learned, and I will regurgitate that to the audience in a fun way. How does that sound? As opposed to Dr. Fauci being forced to the microphone as the buffoon in the back makes strange faces like the class clown uh, who never grew up, even at 75, 76 years young. Speaking of class clown, Donald Trump, the button in the White House had me freaking laughing my butt off. The Diet Coke button. There was a button on the table in the Oval Office. And there was speculation for years on social media. What is it? Is that the nuke button? Is that the button to Putin? Is that the button that's going to activate the boners for the Proud Boys so they can procreate? (laughs) No, that was the Diet Coke button that he would hit. And then a humble butler would come with white gloves and a tray and give him a Diet Coke like he is living a freaking Mentos commercial. But it is insane. It was a different butler each time because a part of the ritual was he got to execute the butler after oh. after he brought the Coke. After he would slam his Diet Coke, and then, of course, he would kill the butler, which uh, sounds fun because you always know the butler did do it. Speaking of reversals, 
We are now back in the Paris Climate Accord. This process is going to take about 30 days. Again, this is not about being globalist. This is not about any of the cliches that the Hannity's of the world are going to spout. And you want to talk about someone who is taking their audience for the not even proverbial ride, for a true financial ride. Look at Hannity. Look at Bannon. Look at these people knowingly lying talking about this as if this is the deep state and this is globalism. Those people are funded by the oligarchs. Those people are the ones who have aided and abetted in making this a more globalized world than anyone else. And they are complicit in the problems that we see with globalization that are real, such as when it comes to working, when it comes to uh, taking our jobs to China because you can pay them slave wages as opposed to these pesky wages we're forced to pay people here. There are some problems that can be addressed, but the way that it's proposed on the right is such a smokescreen. And when I say the right, I mean Sean Hannity and, and Rush, these psychopaths. It's such a smokescreen for the actual problem. Yeah. Is, is, is being like a right wing talk show host like the easiest job that's ever, ever existed? All you have to do is look at the phrase Paris climate. Right. And you could just be like, ooh, la, la, go fuck yourself. Like, it's it's that simple to, like, convince people that the the organization that's going to help stop, glo- like, climate change is, like, um, some effet elitist project. So we are in the Paris Climate Accord, and you can imagine how fun those meetings are going to be with Macron. And he's going to be, like, um, talking about how everyone hates him. I don't know. No, no one all, likes him. Nobody all, likes him. They're all talking about the show Lupin on, oh, uh, on Netflix. I it's a very know. cool uh, crime show. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, okay. It's subtitled. Hey, buddy, I so love. So it makes you smarter. I love subtitles. So we have the Paris Climate Accord and the WHO. Those are two executive orders that Joe Biden signed uh, that were reversals of Donald Trump. A few more reversals I want to get to before we talk a little bit more about what is happening going forward in this country, because when we see the rise of extremism bubble to what it has become, uh, we have to keep a, a we, we need to address it. And of course, we're going to address it with social media. Uh, there's going to need to be some ramifications for certain platforms. I believe these platforms need to be uh, checked in some way. The question is, how do we do that and how do we protect First Amendment rights? And uh, that is the conversation we will be having going forward, not just in this episode, but in episodes uh, over these next few years, because it's certainly going to be a massive issue as we're dealing with future problems now in the present. A few more reversals before we get to where Q is going and where Trumpism is going and and we know where it's going. It's going to see Yakov Shmirnov. Oh, and Branson. In Branson. I only love the a best. Branson. I love a good Branson my, show. My grandmother went to Branson one time, and you know what? She came back. She said it was a little boring, and she was 80, so you could imagine how dull it was. I don't Although know. Although my grandma was a little feisty. She was kind of crazy, so I think it was a little bit boring for her. She was on ADD medication until she died. Okay, well, then that's the problem. She was like, her her blood was mad. I was just saying how I want to go to Branson because it seems like a very enjoyable time. You are subdued, though. You're secretly, you're, you're an introverted extrovert, much like Marcus Parks, but you are more introverted than even Marcus. And I think that you would you would love Branson. I also I agree with Marcus on this. Nobody, uh, we're, not, we're not introverts. I'm not an yeah, introvert. You're, you're an introvert. I'm you're plotting. In, just, I see you plotting. I'm just not obnoxious. I'm, I'm not, not an, obnoxious. I'm an extrovert. Well, you think, think pe- I'm obnoxious? No, I think people misunderstand this uh, this notion that someone's introverted. It just means that they're 
not obnoxious. As, no, it as, means that they're plotting. As some as other, no, no. Then why aren't you talking? If you have thoughts in your head that you can't express verbally, are you not just plotting? Why does everyone have to, exp- why, does, why do I have to express myself at all moments? I what? don't need all moments. I just need to know why are you licking the gun? Are we, are, why are you staring off into no, the sunset? No, 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 why no, are you no, looking no, at me no, like no. I am about to be on hooks? Oh my! I am. Ju- I am just not. In- <laughs> I am you object? not injecting myself into a moment. That's all I'm doing. Well, I. Well, you know what it is because as a child, I knew that it was better to be seen and not heard. That's all it is. Seen and not heard. That is. It's conditioning. Okay. I am not an introvert. I am just well, not. I'm not screaming. At all moments of the day. I mean, yeah. I'm screaming in my head. Heard. I never even. You never heard that. No, I have. But then also, I would almost rather hear you than see you. No, you're because if I see you, be seen but not heard, and that's I've really taken that to heart. What kind of strange honey boo boo (laughs) world is this? I don't know. All right. And now I'm a very precocious 31 year old. You are precocious. (laughs) What does that word mean? See, I don't know. I don't know what any of these words mean. They just come to me. That's what happens when you. No, I just that's what like, happens when you go to college you know for two what years I, and don't get a degree. You, know you have what, college words, but you're not exactly sure what they mean. Um, I I just learned what the word capricious means. Oh yeah, define it for me. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I love how you just said. I know what it means. And I'm gonna I'm, say <laughs> it means someone that's like funky and fresh, mm-hmm. fly and fun. That's right. Yeah. Those are that's what I will say capricious means. Okay. Larry King, very he was very capricious. RIP Larry King. I met him. He could not have been nicer to me. He showed me his cool car and then he went out to a steakhouse. Now, Larry King and Larry for, was very sweet. for some of our audience. Was very sweet. Um that's that's sort of like your generation's Eric Andre, right? Ben? Yeah, that's right. I'm 88 <laughs> years old, Travis. He's still 40 he's still 47 years older than me. Even for my generation he was old. He was my grandfather's Walter Cronkite. He was my grandfather's version of he that. is a and he is like the one of the last people in america that Old had guard. that had a that had a like job story where it was like he was a janitor at a radio station yeah. and the guy who was the mc like died in, in the alleyway behind <laughs> the station and then he just sat in front of yeah. the mic and his name was like larry crinkleweiss or something yeah. and the guy who was in charge of the station was like hey larry king try that out for and then it, you just became a millionaire yep it was a different that time. Never, that can't happen now. Now you intern at a place for 20 years and then they shoot you behind the, the business that you're interning at. Yep. Unless, but now you can be a janitor and get a great TikTok going. That's great. Yeah. And then boom, no longer having to be a janitor. Honestly, not- that is a, a third of TikToks are like janitors, like custodial staff, security guards, paramedics. Yep. There's nothing wrong with being a janitor. I love janitors. I love paramedics. As a matter of fact, there is now a Funko piece of pop art for... <laughs> Uh, have you seen it? It's for frontline workers. It's a Are nurse. Are you doing an impression of Larry King describing Funko Pop? Uh, no, it's a Funko. <laughs> I, it just sounds, it sounds like you're, you do, you're doing like a disambiguation to to. Ex- describing Funko Pops. You have derailed me in Sorry. such a way. Now I feel, I, man. The executive order has got me all riled I, up. Well, that's why we're doing it because the audience... They, they come to us for all of this. They truly do. All right. A few more reversals just because I think they're important. He has, Joe Biden has reversed Donald Trump's census requirements that non-citizens, uh, so this basically says it requires non-citizens to be included in the census and apportionment of congressional representatives. This is what we need to have happen in this country. Why does this have to happen? Because 
I don't care if they're documented, not documented. We need a pathway to citizenship. I've talked about this countless times. You can find clips on Fox News if you want to see me arguing with Harlan Hill. <laughs> that man is a big, big baby boy. He's a big baby boy. Oh, my God. Did, but, the, just the mention of that guy's name made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Just the idea of him made me Well, laugh. he was a manly man. He loved Harlan Trump. Harlan Hill. He is so punchy <laughs> and fun. <laughs> anyway. I think he's the new like Slimer in the Ghostbusters movie. I think he's just gone now. I have no idea what these people do after, after their boy is now uh, shunned to Florida. Nonetheless, again, I'm saying nonetheless for like the eighth time in this. And Harlan Hill, Harlan Hill looks like a he looks like a clump of cells that you know, like when your twin is still in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have that. I have that. I'm not fat. I just have a twin inside of my body. I, I have that. I think on a he's t-shirt. that. He's that fat lump. I'm creating that cells. T-shirt. I'm not fat. I have a. I have a twin that I, I've absorbed. My twin is Harlan Hill, and he's inside my body. <laughs> <laughs> Another just gangbuster episode. <laughs> not nonstop fun here. Uh, immigration in this country needs to be addressed. Everyone knows it. The uh, to address it, we don't need a wall that was never built. By the way, I think Obama actually built more wall than Trump did. Uh, we need to have actual tangible policies that address the issue of people in this country. In my opinion, when it comes to the census, we need to know who is in this country. All this does is document undocumented people. For the longest time, Republicans, far right zealots, have been talking about how oh these people they come they take our jabs and they're undocumented they're not citizens well you need a path to citizenship and then they can become citizens and one thing we do know of the immigrant class they are more american than the third fourth generation americans who are here they believe in upward mobility that's why they come to this country that's why we don't have walls keeping us in we got walls to keep people out because there still is the idea of the american dream and we need to allow people to share in that dream so just on a symbolic and a practical level this is the beginning of a new era and this is one of the this is one of the areas where i could not agree more with joe biden and with where this administration is going to go we need to have a path to citizenship we need to have these people in the system also undocumented folks already do pay taxes Uh, these people need to be treated uh, with respect, and they need to be given a chance. And of course, if they're, if they're felonious, then deport them. But the vast majority are not, as we see time and time again. The statistics bear out that if you are an undocumented or if you are an immigrant, you are less likely to commit a crime than if you're not. And of course, then the Republicans would say their very existence is illegal. They would say, well, they're illegal. They can't, they are, their very breathing of our fine air is illegal. And to them, I would say, well, then we need a path so that they're not illegal. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it's not about immigration. Yeah. That is a, a sort of a straw man in the oh, larger yeah, conversation of keeping it more of a homogenous America well, I, I was, as th- they see the threat of the Browns coming in from the South. I don't know if you noticed, but they they sort of refreshed the migrant caravan plot line. Yes. I, immediately. 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 It was like not they even, found, they didn't even change many of the details. They just sort of did it again. There was one clip of a man and he was saying, and it was so obviously fed to him, or maybe this is what he thinks. I don't know. It sounded very fed to him to me. Talking about how they have 30 days to get to America before <laughs> Biden before Biden kicks us out. And it's like, right. they don't, first of all, they're in a caravan. Second of all, they're like broke as hell. I don't think they have specific dates. I don't think they have that kind of no. information. And I highly doubt that that person was, um, f- I, I, that, when we talk about crisis actors, 
To me, that person was fed a line. The producer said, thank you. And they cut around everything else that that person said, focused on that one sentence, and then Fox News in the right wing. And this was like somebody right in the caravan? In the caravan. Air quotes, in the caravan. Right, right. And, and the then caravan, right wing, they-, they the, just, the caravan's like 13 people who like got lost. There like, are massive problems when it comes to the when it comes to South America. And people are fleeing. Uh, those countries but the people who are fleeing are not the rapists the people who are fleeing are not the drug dealers the people who are fleeing are not the felons the people who are fleeing are trying to have lives now some i'm sure some will be people are people there's going to be a percentage of those folks who are bad sure and then when they break laws then we do what we do to people in this country which is punish them that's how it should work and that's how it is and we also need to address the issue that is why are they moving? Mm. Why are they moving from Venezuela? Why are they coming um, from South America? What's going on in those places? How has American policies hindered those economies? How can American policies help those economies and make those people have a viable life where they are so they don't have to freaking travel on foot like they're in some biblical parable? Do you think they want to do that? Has anyone woken up and been like, I could go to leave? I Fuck this house. Yeah. I, I am going to go risk it all for a two-month journey on the top of trains, in the back of planes, and in the trunk of cars to maybe get cro- to get across the border. Can you imagine how bad it must be for someone to take those that level of risk? So the whole narrative has been such bogus. And maybe it's just, you know, coming from an immigrant family, of course. You know, Germany is different. It's a different skin tone. And when we talk about uh, southern, when we talk about immigrants coming over the southern border, uh, it's not uh, we don't talk about Mexican immigrants the same way we talk about Swedish immigrants, for example, uh, certainly not in places like Arizona, which was told under Sheriff Joe Arpaio to pull over anyone who looks Mexican to check their papers. I have a feeling some illegal Dutchmen were getting uh, fine treatment by the local law enforcement. Immigration continuing on Donald Trump uh, or Joe Biden rather has reversed Donald Trump's Uh, administration's restrictions on the U.S. entry for passport holders from seven Muslim-majority countries. Again, these are passport holders who would previously just come to America and go back, and they have families, and it was just sort of like living in a world with air travel Mm -hmm. where you can do that, and because of the symbolism and just because of the overall blanketed um, bigotry of the Trump administration to galvanize and to solidify a certain portion of his voting block, which is a large portion of his voting block. Something like this really resonated. Did it keep us safer? No, it did not keep us safer. It didn't do anything other than make him look like a powerful leader. And of course the irony was uh, this man was as weak as it gets as he was kowtowing, kowtowing to uh, Putin and the, and the global dictators every chance he could get. Donald Trump also, uh, he had the expansion of immigration enforcement within the United States. Uh, Joe Biden has reversed that. He has undone Trump's expansion of immigration enforcement within the United States. Uh, He has also halted construction of the border wall by terminating the national emergency declaration used to fund it again I am reminded about all of the things I was upset about over the past four years Mm -hmm. when Donald Trump called it a national emergency. That was one of the biggest crocks of crap I have ever heard in my life. It's the only national emergency that like could be planned for like 40. Like it wasn't a national emergency. It was total nonsense. And he completely misused 
that department and the powers within that department and the powers within that policy and created uh, a nonsensical immigration policy uh, because of it. So uh, the border wall has been halted again. It was never even getting freaking done in the first place. And that's not it's just not going to work. It's not how things work. People find ways around walls. He has also terminated the national emergency declaration. We have one final reversal here. Uh, This is on regulation. So Joe Biden, he has directed uh, the OMB director to develop recommendations to modernize regulatory review and undoes Trump's regulatory approval process. That's a little bit of minutia. It's a little clerical, um, but it is something that has to be done so that Joe Biden can work with a clean slate and try to figure out what he needs to do Uh, when it comes to uh, some of the other just really just just quickly here uh, when it comes to COVID I know a lot of people it's on the forefront of their minds we're sorry to anyone who lost anyone the world lost Larry King apparently that was a COVID related death COVID related if if not uh, just sort of the cherry on top I don't know if he went to the hospital for other things but who who the heck knows so uh, uh, Joe Biden has created the position of a COVID-19 response coordinator can you believe we didn't have that? <laughs> Doesn't it's, that seem like if you're yeah. going to the YMCA in seventh grade, you have a coordinator for it. But we didn't have a COVID-19 response coordinator. We, we really raw dogged <laughs> the pandemic. Like we just yes. like went in no no condom on like we just got completely fucked by this whole thing with no but nobody there to like really stop any of it. Absolutely ridiculous. So apparently this coordinator, he will or she will respond directly to Biden and they are going to uh, try to manage uh, the pro uh, the production and distribution of the vaccines. Um, and he has also Joe Biden, when it comes to the economy, has extended the existing nationwide moratorium on evictions and foreclosures until at least March 31st. But there is much much more that has to be done. And we're just seeing the beginning of the housing crisis in this country, of the homeless crisis and housing crisis in this country. As these moratoriums start to lapse, people aren't just going to magically get the money they didn't make in 2020. It ain't going to just show up in their freaking mailbox. What are they going to do? And also, what jobs are they going to have to go back to as we're seeing 40% of small businesses close? across the country it's gonna get rough and we're gonna need good leadership uh when it comes to covid biden has also launched a hundred day masking challenge this is not law people are still mad about it he's just asking people to wear a mask for a hundred days i i live a very normal life as normal as i can i go to vegas i love to try to do my stuff that's normal for me but i'm telling you it's not that hard wear your wear your mask get your sanitizer you will be okay just wear a freaking it's not hard if i can do it you can do it i promise you and i am like i'm a i'm a, someone who likes to complain i promise you that uh, i live a very normal life i go to vegas <laughs> that is, hey, i'm like yeah and i don't go to make fun of everyone like you do travis you mean person and just lastly, when it comes to the environment, Joe Biden, he has canceled the Keystone XL pipeline and directs agencies to review and reverse more than 100 Trump actions on the environment. So we will keep you abreast on what's going on with that. The Keystone XL pipeline, you know my thoughts on it. It's probably not popular with everybody, but um, we're, if we're going to keep on using oil, we just can't fight wars over it. And I think that we should be energy independent 
However, I am also very, very open to um, getting clean energy and to starting to finance different businesses that don't rely solely on oil. There has to be other ways to do it, and uh, hopefully uh, some of the money that this administration has allocated to them will be allocated towards just that. But this Keystone XL pipeline, we'll see what ends up happening. I wouldn't be surprised if this happens here now where they're like, let's not do it after review. I wouldn't be surprised if Friday, some random Friday later this year, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, they'll say, yeah, let's continue having it go. Yeah, probably. That's what, that's what I would probably. if I have. But that was a campaign promise uh, that Joe Biden made. So hey, I, I can't, uh, I can't uh, dump on him for fulfilling a campaign promise. Isn't it uh isn't it crazy that the inauguration was just like a couple days ago? No, it's it's still mind it's mind boggling. He he's already making a lot of changes. And that's what happens when you have these superficial um written on the back of a uh, freaking napkin policies with these executive orders. They're just so easily done away with. Just flip them. Just boom, flip the flip tiles. It. Boom, yeah, flip boom, flip it. it. Boom, flip it and boom. Now we have a whole new or at least a somewhat new country and the vast majority of those executive orders again the pipeline i'm a little bit on the fence with but hey yeah. you know what i will i i understand both sides on that but everything else that i spoke about i'm 100 percent in favor of what joe biden has been doing because they should, those they executive should, orders were freaking nonsense they should turn those pipes into just a mcdonald's playland you know what why Do something not nice um, with them. you know if we could fund cars with the smiles of children do you know the can we figure that but you know i mean that is a good point though you know as we are now going forward with with the cars with these electric cars and mm. they're getting better and better you know maybe maybe we don't need a full pipeline a new pipeline that goes you know all the way from canada through america all the way to mexico um i don't know but I also disagree with where they've been building it, and I disagree with how they've been building it, um, because it's on lands that uh, that basically don't uh, that that aren't going to benefit, and they're going to potentially poison water supplies, yeah. and so it's 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 yeah. So whatever, we'll I see would, what happens. I would also like to acknowledge. I think for a lot of people, thought the inauguration there was a chance that things were going to go violent, right? Like after the, sixth, the most violent thing was Bernie Sanders' attitude. That's right. Because he, I don't know if he was happy, was he? He was too cold. <laughs> it was freaking cold. He was cold, okay? I, Leave I, him alone. I love his, no, I actually don't even understand why people thought it was so ludicrous. I am almost, you know what I noticed? I kind of, I'm kind of getting a little bit insulted with everyone being like, look how ridiculous he's dressed. I'm like, that's a very nice jacket with I don't very know nice if it's, I don't, honestly, I think it was uh, the opposite of that. I think people really enjoy Bernie Sanders. I think because I follow a lot of right wing people. And they, there's a there's an interesting Venn diagram. They cannot stop. They love the Bernie Sanders memes. But there is a Venn diagram of like Trump supporters and Bernie supporters. Yeah. Speaking of the aforementioned Harlan Hill, you right. know what he was, right? He was a Bernie bro who then went to Trump, and That's for a, him, he was yeah. trying to play forty chess, and it's like classic, bro, classic grift. Just so stupid. Um, I know. Like he's just like a slightly dumber Sebastian Gorka because at least Gorka has a radio show, I guess. But there was a there was a crossover appeal of Bernie Sanders when it comes to his economic populism yes. message, when it comes to talking about how they've taken everything from us, when it comes to talking about how the elites are screwing over the working man and woman, all of that resonated. Yes, of course. Uh, I mean, it's two different types of populism. I mean, that's what Donald yes. Trump 
said he was going to do was right-wing populism, yes. and then he turned into just a vile, shitty corporate monster. Head of the oligarch. Uh, you know, and then Bernie, I, th- I think, genuinely has holds those populist ideas, which is why he, it is attractive to, I think, some of these people who liked Trump. Yeah. But it's like Bernie is actually would actually implement those policies that he's talking about, as opposed to Trump, who is just trying to bilk everyone for millions of fucking dollars for and, four years. And before we uh, finish up here talking about where the conspiracy wing of uh, the Republican Party goes, when it comes to the U.S. stimulus bill, um, uh, Joe Biden has proposed a one point nine trillion dollar bill. And wow, have the Republican Party, have they become obsessed with the deficit once again? Uh, the party, again, that gave $1.5 trillion away in form of tax cuts to large corporations over these past 10 years. You cannot call yourself fiscally conservative and give away $1.5 trillion. It's kind of the dumbest possible thing I've ever heard in my entire life, which, again, is why you have to look past the bumper stickers and look at the actual car, and you'll realize that this is no more than a lie and no more than a way to get votes and no more than a way uh, to tell people one thing and do something well, yeah. completely and different. And now that they're out of power, the Republicans go back can go back to this toolbox of like standard Republican stuff, yeah. which is like we're spending too much money. You can they can it's pretend the, to be the dad who's you know like turn it, the lights off. You know what it is? It's like all of the you know, and I'm complicit, I eat meat all the time, but all of the meat has like a cute animal. Like eat more chicken. Is yeah. like the Purdue chicken thing, I and mean, it's like a funny cow. The Chick Fil A, you know, the Chick Fil A, no, the uh, the the whatever the marketing campaigns. But it's always like if it's a pork company, it's got a smiling pig. Yes, you know, it's <laughs> like that's kind of what it is. It's the image of like strong America, values, independence. Yeah. Yeah, whatever and then the background is just a slaughterhouse <laughs> yes exa- exactly yes 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 but um so, i mean that that is a, unfortunately how they're going to like that's their stance when it comes to something like the american rescue plan which is the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus plan that biden is proposing it's our money give me back my money and, that's how i sound <laughs> i literally want to go to washington to speak but then and again that is why don't get too caught up in the in the political like binary because it is our freaking money and give us our freaking money 1.9 trillion dollars they didn't get it from working they got it from us working give us our freaking money here's how i look at it i'm not even i you should not even look towards republican senators or congress people to do the right thing or whatever this is all on biden and uh the senate democrats to really push (laughs) push hard against this bulwark that that uh, McConnell, in as the uh, as the minority leader, is going to uh, present to them when it comes to passing the stimulus bill. It, Biden is really pushing the unity thing. Like that's right. his catchphrase now. Like it's all unity. Like we're gonna we're gonna reach across the aisle. But we can't. I don't is, mind that it. Is I know some a, people don't like it, but I don't mind it. But it, it's such a like lack of awareness about really what time we're in. Like it, it really just does not acknowledge the fact that a lot of these. Republicans in on Capitol Hill were part of the people texting. Right. Hey, this is how you um, this is how you find certain uh, politicians on Capitol Hill when you're storming it. It, yeah. it really does yeah, yeah, not yeah. acknowledge the, the. It's divisive for but a reason. My my question to you then, can't they can do both? Right. We're seeing one of my favorite things now is just being like, 
who was arrested today by the FBI that searched the uh, that that stormed the Capitol. They are arresting people in droves. Well, they're I don't arresting think they're certain gonna, people. I don't think they're going to stop doing that. They are. But so can't we do? No. So the FBI is actually only going to arrest a. Well, they're going to arrest the amount uh, that they have evidence for, right? Well, no. There they there is now public discussion about if you if they didn't damage anything, we may not. We may, we may not even bring these people in, some of them. Well, I understand because that might be more difficult when it comes to like charges. Literally, it's and just, stuff. they say it's literally just so that the court system in D.C. isn't clogged. Yeah. But that makes sense. And of course, the damage of property, that's really where the Trump uh, executive order comes in. It's still with crazy to me that you minimum. walked in and menaced. Uh, oh, it's insane. Oh, of people course. In the Capitol, and you're like, of course. Hey, don't do that again, though. Seriously. Yes, of course. Like the, the real estate lady who, <laughs> who plugged her real estate company. Oh, I didn't even see that. She like, Hey, storm in the Capitol. Uh, Patriots, let's go. And then she was like, and if you all need uh, real estate, come to Megan, what, I, whatever her Honestly, website is. they all went to Trump University, and this is the lesson. This was their final exam. This so, was their final exam. This is their final exam. But yes, you're talking about, I understand what you're saying um, when it comes to the he, lofty idea of unity. However, I do wonder if we're going to see the... So that's the, that's the verbiage, right? Which I have no problem with. We missed that for four years. And I know it might just be empty words. It might just be big bubble words written in, you know, a glittery pen. But at the very least, it's better than the, the other, the inverse, which is just like, screw you. We're, we need to stay divided. So I get no, I'm, that. No, I'm happy if he says unity. If he puts unity in like neon. Un- what about this? Above his like unity, desk. Unity, but accountability. Hey, that, actually, that's quite good. Unity, but accountability. That's actually quite good. But I, if he wants to say unity and um, and then be aggressive about helping Americans, that 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 would be yes. great. Okay. But I feel like it's going to be unity, and then what's going to happen is that they're going to try to like, they're trying to negotiate with Senate Republicans, and they're basically going to rip out every single thing except for like a fifty dollar check that's on so, a, a, an Amazon gift card. Like I mean, they they really need to shut this down. They need to shut down the ability to filibuster uh, from Mitch McConnell, which would require a supermajority of sixty votes in the Senate to pass the stimulus. Right. They need and, to shut the shit down immediately because well, people are the, dying. It is so hard because we we talked about this before the show. I I know. I wish we could just do like a one off filibuster pause, but we need the filibuster. Because otherwise, when the, when you're no longer in power, we already see it with the 5150 for the Supreme Court justices. We need to have checks and balances. And the filibuster works great in a healthy, thriving <laughs> democracy. Honestly, So we not just need to really. get healthy. You know what the filibuster is like most famous for is defeating civil rights legisla- legislation. Like, it's not actually, it's not been very helpful to... Well, they need the good guys if the, there are any good guys out there because it's only well, been helped to to smash civil rights legislation. I really, I, I really don't only, know what the purpose of it is at this point. No, that's not only what it's been used for. I mean, the filibuster can be used when one party has too much of a majority rule, and I mean, I don't. I I think the idea. It's hard. Because how do you? But I wish. I do wish we could pause it. I wish we could. I because no, I know it I, needs to go through. This is not like. This is not funny anymore. So we have to hand, <laughs> like, so we're playing the cards that we were dealt. And I wish that the cards were different. And I wish that we did have a, a government that was healthy. And I wish that we did have a government that could compromise because then the filibuster is a perfect stopgap to fascism. As Travis did allude to, it can also be used to aid in a bed. <laughs> it's only been used as a like a weapon, a cudgel 
that people like Mitch McConnell use. And so why is that happening? And again, we've talked about this many, many times before. We need to go to proportional representation. We need these states. We need the elector. We need the electors to represent the actual vote. So it's not a winner take all. And then Congress people could have and senators or, you know, obviously they're members of Congress, but uh, members of the House and members of uh, the Senate would have motivation to actually yeah. compromise. Mm-hmm. So I understand we are in an anemic. Uh, we are our democracy. It, it is not it's not on its deathbed, but we're not thriving. Our democracy is currently, I would say it's like Michael J. Fox, where it's doing OK. We're happy. It's 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 all right. But it's certainly not as great as it used to be back in three's company era. Well, now I just feel like I'm being mean to Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to Michael J. Fox. I'm just saying we need a healthier democracy. And then the filibuster makes perfect sense. So I understand. But it's, we also can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and and get rid of the filibuster. I just uh, look, I'm glad it's like I'm glad Biden won. But he is he does not seem to acknowledge really what it what life is like on the it's been three days on the ground floor i think but by pushing unity in the stuff like as opposed to actually we just had an insurrection travis hit, because the other message hit is the gas just, hit the gas is what i'm saying on this stimulus plan. so you want his plan to say hit the gas you don't think that's going to bring up anything negative hit oh come on hit the gas come with on. the military of the capital come on no i'm just if i was a producer for sean hannity and i saw him say that i'd be like we have a week we, yeah we, we have get, a week of that's this. about to get pulled that's a clip that they're gonna exit <laughs> <laughs> anyway when it comes to the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus so when it comes to some of the non-starters in the stimulus aid and it's even weird to say stimulus because i feel like it's like trying to s- stimulate a dead cow or something it's like we need more than just this this yeah. is just the beginning to get us back on our feet and we're still going to need places to go such as jabs to have but some of the non-starters for republicans specifically people like roy blunt uh, who always tells it like it isn't some of the non-starters are 15 dollars federal minimum wage which i think will end up helping large corporations who can afford it and hurting I don't see why we can't have like employers or employees rather make a percentage of profit from the company. Like, why can't we just do so? Because, you know, in Germany, for example, you're, you're talking about like arguing. Well, you're fucking socialist. No, it's not socialist. Don't you don't Bernie Sanders me me. But, you know, for example, in like Europe, I believe a uh, CEO can make 20 times more than the lowest paid employer. Right. Or employee, rather. Something like this something but but at the same time there doesn't have to be a cap to how much the employee or the employer can make i'm just saying the more money that your employer makes the more money should go to the employee so if you're walmart a 15 dollar minimum wage is freaking laughable it's minus that's the equivalent of someone who runs a mom and pop that maybe makes 65k a year giving someone 50 cents yeah. If you're Walmart, you can you can afford a hundred dollar minimum wage. I'm sure Walmart and it would be and it would still be fine. Your bottom line would still be in the black. Walmart would prefer a like wage cap, like a, a maximum wage exactly. is what they would prefer. That is so that needs to be solved. And I don't know if it's solved with a blanket federal minimum wage because for anyone that has a small business no i mean you know it it becomes very difficult because you have to pay the porter that and then you have to double up the salary for the head chef whatever it might be i do believe i don't see why we can't get to a percentage-based 
system of like you get this amount based on how successful your corporation is. Perhaps it's very convoluted and uh, it, it would well, require smarter minds than myself to figure out the logistics. But that's an idea that I think could work. But wait, I mean, what you're proposing, if a business isn't doing well, you pay them like a very shitty small amount. Well, then you would have a minimum wage. We already have a federal minimum wage, which I guess would be what, 750 or whatever it is. Which is like um, not, which is li- not, not a livable wage. It is not a livable wage. Anyway, um, so honestly, yeah. fifteen dollars is like too late. But I mean, it's if, like but it's, if a fifteen it needed to be fifteen uh, years ago. But then, if you have a fifteen dollar minimum wage and then the company just folds, then then you have no money. But then you also have the situation where it's like, oh, if we have, uh, well, if you give me, if you give someone fifteen dollars, then it's just going to lead uh, to a level of inflation that we can't imagine. But I think that we are, the problem is now we have the inflation. The inflation's already happened. Yeah, that's so and stupid. The, and I the hate raise, hearing, I hate but hearing. the raise of the of the money hasn't come. So we're actually behind the eight ball. It's a very interesting conversation. I hate when people say like, "Oh yeah, if we give people like a livable wage, inflation will go crazy." Like inflation has gone. You crazy. stupid idiot! Like shut up! Like <laughs> whoa, stupid idiot! It only like, took us three years you, for Travis to call someone a stupid idiot. Sorry, you can't pay. Like you don't want to pay this person a livable wage. I I don't care about your like big macroeconomic textbook that you're referring to as far as inflation goes. Well, inflation is a real thing, but we've but, but we've experienced a wage in the wealthiest country in the world is n- not going to cause people to um like it's not going to cause bread lines. Well, I agree. Because we haven't had a raise in 35 years, 40 years, and inflation has obviously increased because you pay more than you did when you were a kid, remember? So, yes, we have some catching up to do. I'm just small business I wonder if there's a carve out where that could where we could just try to protect them because I'm against I just don't want every freaking business to be Amazon's bakery and Walmart's car dealership or I don't even know if car dealerships are small business, but, you know, Walmart's freaking pizza spot. I just hate the, the corporatization of everything. And, um, you know, we just have to have a fine balance. But that's the conversation. And and again, as we've talked about, as long as the motivation is to create a society that benefits more people than it hurts i i'm totally fine with it and we can have those conversations however again that conversation in the fun way that travis and i just had it wasn't it fun there's no nuance when we talk about this at the federal level and the republicans that was not their argument uh, when it comes to not uh, voting for this stimulus bill because of the federal minimum wage Uh, that is just something that they are completely out of line and out of step with when it comes to the American people, in my opinion. And we'll see if it hurts them going forward or not politically. Obviously, uh, these past four years have not been a net gain for them in any sense of the word. By the way, the, uh, when it comes to uh, politi- a political power, Republicans say this is a non-starter for the $15 minimum wage. They're not talking. They're not protecting small businesses. They're protecting corporations. Yes, I know. Who, I know. Are, who pinch pennies so fucking intensely that they uh become you know super successful from you know like ravaging their own employees anyway another thing within the stimulus bill that is a non-starter for the republicans is the continuation of unemployment insurance which again you can't take people's jobs away and then punish them for not having a job absolutely asinine and then the third is the fourteen hundred dollar uh per person check not to people like me I don't need it and I don't want it. But to people who need it, uh, the Republicans say, no, 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 that's way, way too much money. As, of course, well, a uh, they of make them, a heck of a lot more than that. 
sitting a on lot of like butt. the soft refusal to engage with the stimulus the, what what some of these senators and uh, Congress people are saying is hey let's wait a couple months to see how what to see how the country for? looks it's gonna look like it's well, in their shambles thing is like, we already spent you know 900 billion dollars it's like well i'm sorry we're in the middle of a crisis they had a one-off <laughs> I i'm they sorry had... it's inconvenient yeah, for you to, to like to pass the stimulus but that Not... can't be your reason like hey i don't i don't feel good about this let's just see how it looks i'm sorry you have the luxury to say that there's our money there's so many people unemployed right now it is crazy i know it's it really is it's unbelievable and the sad thing is those people are staying employed because they say things that are hurting people who are unemployed and it's so it's, it's, like the, it's this disgusting dichotomy. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. It's just gross being like, no way. We can't have people get that. And they know if they would get people that, then they might not lose. Then they might lose their job because then in the next primary campaign, they're going to be a socialist. Yeah. And then they're going to lose their seat to someone even crazier than Marjorie Taylor freaking Green. Well, actually, speaking of crazy marjorie taylor green world yes um yeah you know we like i was saying though we 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 thought that violence was going to erupt that there was some kind of hint that violence might erupt well, at the I, inauguration and it didn't uh, luckily it was oh, just at the inauguration at the it inauguration yeah um because i mean uh, uh, we all thought that it would be part two or some like kickoff of uh, a well, series once, once i saw the response i was like you know i don't think anyone's gonna go I was like, but I think that might what? be the safest inauguration in the history of inaugurations. I, I don't think it was such a safe bet, though, because it really looks to me like the deplatforming of so many uh, fringe voices mm. really hobbled whatever movement could have started uh, the day before the inauguration. Honestly. I think, and we talked about this again with Jason and Devram. I think I have come to the official conclusion, Ben Kissel official conclusion, that it's a good thing. The deplatforming. I think. Uh, so. Yes, absolutely. But there is obviously there is a lot of conversation. Be like, is that going to make them more powerful? Well, so they're going to go back the, underground. I'm like, you know what? I think it's a good thing. But this is the problem because you know you. Lost- and again, they have a they have a First Amendment right to scream. They can go do whatever. They can have radio shows. It doesn't matter. And of course, we're talking about um, white nationalist militias, QAnon people, fringe thought people. Is it is it fair to bring? Is it fair to uh, equate those two? Do you think? Well, just o- a true question. They're overlapping. I, okay. I mean, uh, that's the thing I was trying to talk to Travis View about yeah. on our on that episode. Is the idea like QAnon is not? They're not mutually mutually exclusive things. Like you can be you can be a white nationalist with Q thoughts and you know QAnon ideas and beliefs, um, or you can just be like a QAnon person who doesn't necessarily uh, ascribe or uh, subscribe rather to white nationalist ideas. Right. It, it, it's it's strange, but that because as we talked about with Jason and Devram again. Um, the, it is, um, it is a, it's kind of, it's more diverse than you would think. Yes, it is. That's you what know, uh, white nationalism is a part of it. But then you also have, again, you know, 32% of Hispanics voted for Trump. But and, that's the thing too. You know. it's, it's not, I mean, these are all disparate groups that right. have found common cause under the banner of Trump. And uh, it almost reminds me of, uh, how evangelical Christians love, uh, Israel. Yeah. But at the end of the day. When things go according to plan, they they fight each Isn't other. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's almost like that with with the, the Proud Boys and white nationalists, and then some Q supporters who who rightfully um, are pissed with the Democratic Party because they have completely 
sold them a false bill of goods for so many years. So, but it's weird. At some point, they would have to come to a head, right? Yeah, aren't they gonna like totally beef at the end of the world? Aren't they like? Yes. <laughs> and it's almost like the whole thing starts over again. Yeah. So, but uh, the problem with losing Trump as the figurehead, to me, it seems, is that you can no longer coalesce these groups around one person. And like, even though he didn't necessarily, he didn't instruct. Uh, Q people to like you know think of these this is all the Q drops he just rolled he with just it. rolled with yeah. it but now that Trump has I mean he just he just fucking like abandoned these people honestly and a lot of a lot of them seem to be reacting that way there's they're saying you know Trump Trump failed us um, some of really? the more like some of the people that have come to to realize what's going on so but at the same time a lot of these people are now cast into the sort of the fringe of the internet. Yeah. Um, on all these, you know, on They're Telegram. On the nether realm. Yeah, or like in the comments sections of places in the in like weird uh, tiny forums. Telegram is a, is another a, a big app that a lot of these people are now on, which is really works like a WhatsApp, but you can be in like Lynn Woods Telegram group. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in Lynn Woods Telegram just group. Just wild stuff. I mean, this Linwood is oh. Bonkers! I think he might he was, actually be like criminally insane. Of course, Lynn Wood was the uh, the key lawyer for Donald Trump when he was spreading all the uh, the misinformation and the lies about the election, and, and uh, has since damn near become d- damn near close to being disbarred. Although I think he, he is still is technically very a lawyer. Close to the edge of this, yes, <laughs> very close. But uh, but the, so my question to you then is so because that's a really interesting thing, and it's kind of scary in a sense. Your cue believer right yeah you're, you're tried and true let's say let's let's add let's sprinkle in some let's just sprinkle in you know populism nationalism love of trump we won't even do the the white nationalism thing we'll just say america is the greatest place of all time every other place sucks america can be the greatest place of all time and you also don't have to have to hate other places i don't know why we can't hold those two things in our minds at the same time now trump is gone yeah this person feels betrayed right so what is that like well, we had we had politicians whether it be Steve Scalise or uh, or Gabby Giffords politicians have been shot for a long time in this country thank god not as bad as some places but like there's going to be a group of people who then don't have they're going to be so mad. Well, it mo- it looks more like because I don't know if you're hinting at like somebody going after going Trump. crazy. No, going after Trump or just going just almost like is it scarier when Trump isn't there? That's what because- I that's what I'm saying, because here's what's going to happen. The Lynn Woods of the Internet are going to capture their little Pikmin, their QAnon Pikmin, their their lemmings, and they're right. going to just like lead little organized cults online. That's really what's going to happen. Lynn Wood, uh, he has so many followers wherever he? he goes. He is so massive. Is he a celebrity? He is massive on the internet. Like, as far as these, uh, the Q people go. Does it translate to, like, I mean, do, I mean, does he do live performance? No, he he just tells people, like, God is, like, coursing through the veins of America, and all is going according to plan. He says shit like that. And then we'll, like, Jesus. he'll, like, he'll post a video of, <laughs> the last thing I saw on his Telegram was a blurry, it was like a guy <laughs> at a desk, and it was a video of this guy, like a 10 minute video, he had his face blurred out, and he was talking about how all these people, all these like famous figures from the Q world, like abused him for knowing too much. Who are the famous He was the man fam- who knew too much. Who are they? And it's just, a, it's just a random guy. It's just, it's all like completely, but because Linwood says these things, um, people really take it to heart. And uh, the problem is, there are a lot of different Linwoods out there. There's a right. lot of like amateur Lynn Woods. There's a guy that I was like, I watched a bunch of his videos. This guy called uh, Scott McKay. 
Uh-huh. And he does... He's I feel like, like I've heard that name. Yeah, he's oh, I'm like, thinking of Adam McKay. He's a very talented comedian. No, yeah. Scott McKay is a little director. bit different. Scott okay. McKay looks like uh, sort of a dollar store Tom Papa. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he has a... He has a uh, a show where he bloviates for like two hours about like what the plan is and like he calls his uh, his shows missions and he like has he has all these quote unquote generals call into the show. It's such nerdy and shit. And then you but you see some people you see some people in these groups especially after the inauguration because that was an important date. They thought January twentieth was going to be the day that everything flipped. Right. People were saying like you know I I I'm going to tell my children about this one day my grandchildren about this one day and then it didn't happen. So but you right. have you have all these people especially after the inauguration saying like what happened? Like what it was what happened to the plan? And then these guys go actually so here's what happened. And then they'll present they'll present what should have happened and then the butterfly you know effect what? that caused things to go off track. So they're almost like divining timelines of things that could possibly happen, but of course at the very last minute something sort of interjects and throws the timeline off Man. course. So I guess technically there this th- these things could possibly happen in like an alternate dimension, which is kind of the way like the vantage point well, from which they You speak. would have to believe in science, I think, to have an ultimate uh, or an al- alternate uh dimension. But ultimately, I guess. the problem that I'm saying is like I don't even know what believe in science really means. It seems like a cliche. We're going to have a bunch of like like mini cult leaders hor- like trying to fight over uh, cultists, right? With more and more outrageous claims, and but technically, isn't isn't uh, the belief in science? Isn't the whole point is that you're you you if you believe science is ever changing, so you can't like believe one thing to be definitively true, other than like gravity. But like you also have to be flexible because well, otherwise cute, you get stuck in a time where and then, and then well, some cute people stuff. believe in time travel, oh. and they they. I mean that's a more that's like a more fringy thought of QAnon I think but it's they kind of do fun. they do take these like plot lines into consideration when things don't go their way um, and another you know, I was just thinking do you think mm-hmm. if Donald Trump didn't give his speech on January 6th let's say he gave his speech on January 20th and we didn't have January 6th to have everything ramp up and we had a much more because oh, Obama's inauguration I mean freaking we could have gone I really, what if things weren't protected? It could have almost been worse I if think, it was on January 20th because no one, everyone would have been blindsided. We know for a fact now that there were Capitol Police that were complicit. The military went to Ben there. Um, I don't know. It could have been worse, I it guess. Re- I mean, I really think it could Maybe have. Maybe he blew it. He blew the, he blew the big opportunity. Yeah, he like he shouted a happy birthday to the wrong person walking into oh. a, walking into Pizza Hut or something. You know, like he, he, <laughs> it was like mistimed. Yeah, because the, it could have been worse for him. Because he must have known that the certification, it was just gonna go through. Like, it, it's just, it's the law. Like, it, it was just how the Constitution oh, is written. But if he had waited, I think, till the 19th or something, it, oh. it would have, I think we would have had a Capitol Hill incident at the inauguration and it would and have been Bernie Sanders would have taken up his trident <laughs> and Bernie would have had to fight with his oh my fun God. little Bernie I'm thinking fist. of like Super Smash Brothers Bernie with like he uses his big gloves to fly like Kirby <laughs> uh. and he's like yeah and he like slaps people around with that that's a great that's a great Smash Brothers character right there Bernie Sanders but uh he is, he I, is definitely a mood I listened he? to some of the Scott McKay's uh post inauguration okay uh, mission speech and oh you're showing me a clip of the, this is what the guy looks like yes this is the guy oh my he's on a bag he looks like if Fred Durst wasn't talented <laughs> well he's like and that is uh actually you know what Fred Durst I'm not gonna dump on him he's a very good director are you talking about the fanatic 
I don't remember what movie was, but I think the it was... The John Travolta vehicle? Wasn't it good? No. <sighs> no. All right, never mind then. <laughs> no. I didn't see it. I just heard Actually, he was a good director. This is, is... Hold on. Is this the movie you're referring to? With John Travolta as a... How do you have that on your Twitter? <laughs> because it's... uh. That's Man, from the twisted mind of Fred Durst, watch The Fanatic with John Travolta in it. It will leave, it will, you go in with one question and you come out with 50. Yeah, your, your Twitter is just a fever dream of this country. <laughs> All right, so let's play this jackass. What is he? So he, in, oh this, my God. in this clip, I was, uh, I watched for like 40 minutes and I was like, well, this is all boring and like nonsensical. And at one point he says, um... Hey, I got a great idea to okay. all the patriots out there. Um, <laughs> he's going to offer this little badge that, who knows, maybe it's forty nine ninety nine. Maybe it's- Oh, maybe you have to pay for it. I don't know. We, we'll see. Oh, okay. This is the grift, man. Uh, but he says he wants, to, um, he wants to hand out digital purple hearts to some of these soldiers. Wait, so, what soldiers? The digital soldiers. The super soldiers. Hello? The, the, what, the ones that were deplatformed? That's right. They're going to get a purple heart like they were shot in World War II and That's actually right. got hurt? That's right. So here, let's listen to him pitch his his, his digital purple so, heart message. It's so offensive. We're going to come up with a badge. We're going to come up with a medal for all digital soldiers that went down in this battle. It's going to be called a digital purple heart. Oh, yeah. And we're going to figure out what that's going to look like. We're going to figure out heart. how we get it to these digital. All these digital soldiers will probably have to trademark it send it over to these people so later later on when they talk about those who went down in the war they're going to have their new youtube channels up and they're going to have up in the corner they're going to have a digital purple heart so people can say that's a decorated soldier from the digital war back in 2020 it's going to be an epic thing absolutely epic we have to absolutely get absolutely epic we have to get back to acts of physical violence um towards not 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 uh, insurrection <laughs> i'm just saying this guy needs to get punched in the face uh, at some point by somebody such as myself perhaps that to me, can you imagine telling a member of the greatest generation, Oh, I also have a purple heart? Yes. Oh, what did you do? <laughs> I got deplatformed for saying a hard F word, calling, calling Biden a whole series of horrible things. So, anyway, I got a digital purple heart just like yours. How did you get yours? Oh, I uh, stopped the Nazis from invading a small territory and killing a family. I lost my leg and lost one of my best friends. Um, anyway, like this is just. Why? How did you get yours? Oh, I my Twitter account Biden cum boogers got deactivated. <laughs> well, you deserve a digital purple heart. <laughs> Isn't wow. that wild? Isn't that that's crazy? Um, but uh, yeah, so this is the I, I think this is this is nobody. You know, Scott, this you, guy is nobody really, but no. he does represent the type of influencer. I'll say that word influencer. Yeah, air quotes, but also real is going to be. Um, taking advantage of people that are vulnerable right now, yeah. ex feel exploited, feel confused. It's so easy to like scoop these people up, and now it you is. just now you look for them and you strike and you, you say, "Hey, come on over to my channel." And that I'll is, give you a digital purple heart for falling in the battlefield of the online uh, uh, Trump, the social media wars. I don't. Yeah, I they they really do. Are they're so detached from reality that this kind of stuff doesn't seem laughable to them? For and you know, reason. it's so sad. Obviously, this man is a grifter. There's a special place in hell for people like him trying to make money off of people who are. Actually, you know what? Play the next. Play that one of this woman because this oh, yeah. is the type of woman who he's taken advantage of. This woman is holding. This is just called. We go through Travis's <laughs> Twitter on the show. Uh, this is a new segment we're working on. This woman is holding a face of Donald Trump on a popsicle stick, and this is what she had. But this is the type of person who yeah. was taken advantage of by that schmuck that we just heard. So here, let's listen to this lady. 
I love, love, love you, Donald J. Trump, more than I have ever loved a man in the whole wide world. I love you, Donald. Oh, this. So okay. this is. But yeah. the 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 thing that again I've sort of been talking about holding multiple things in your head at once. I also see the victimization of I some of these people, to say too. Like, I think that uh, the theme that you find in a lot of these videos of old people uh, professing their love of Trump is that their son or caretaker is the one holding the camera. And it is really a form of elder abuse to exploit these people for your own like weird political like cheerleading. But then on the flip side, you also have, I mean, now there's a lot of conversation about people who have turned in family members. Uh, that they saw at the Capitol right. siege and how you can imagine how difficult that is. I don't know if I would ever be able to do it. I'm not going to diss people for doing it. I don't think that I could probably. It would take me quite a bit um, to uh, to turn in a family member for something. But, um, you know, you, we, we look at those people who have lost family members yeah. to this social media war and the people who are just completely down the rabbit hole and it breaks your heart. Like there was one interview with this woman whose mother and father, and I think her her brother or something like that, they all they just changed. You know, and she was like, Everything was normal four years ago and I don't have a family anymore. And we're hearing so many stories like that and it's just really sad. By the man. way, that's that that video that I just played was on Lynn Wood's Telegram group, like he posted that. So he's taking advantage of this poor I don't woman. Know, I she's don't obviously. I don't think he's the one. Well, no, no, but the she's, video. he's promoting. But he's certainly using the video. Yeah, I mean, he's this, this is the kind of stuff that gets and thrown into a, a conversation woman, a lot. And this is a woman. When we talk about healthcare in this country, she is very close to being in need. If she has, I'm sure she already has dealt with the healthcare people in this country. But she's the one who is going to be so much more in need than somebody. Uh, you know, in the 30s, 40s or whatever. And it's just really sad because all she's doing is hurting herself by uh, the proclamation of loving Donald Trump. And it's just unfortunate that these people, uh, it's just so sad that they got convinced and hoodwinked by this megalomaniac liar. And it just shows you the power, the power of lies. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as we learned from the Paul Heyman documentary that I watched yesterday, um, so the the global we, uh, <laughs> yeah. at some point the lies have to stop and... Uh, it is. It becomes way. It's just not. It's not uh, practical. And, it's and not I, possible to keep them all going at the also, same time. Also, I just want to say, you know, like I uh, there are so many different strains of thought happening in these communities yes. that there right. is no one. I can't really. What would it, you say are the, are there like three? The three main are Q is real, obviously. The war is coming. There are true and believers we've who got, we're in phase two or something. People who accept the improvisational storytelling of this augmented reality game that is QAnon. They are there are some people who just say, okay, well, obviously the reason why that didn't happen, the reason why Trump didn't uh, take the throne again and arrest Biden is for so and so reasons. There, there are definitely those people. There are people who are saying, um, I was duped. But I oh, don't, so there are some people. There are some people who say I Trump was was a false messiah. But oh, but they're not duped in Q. No, Q is still real. But Trump, Trump was actually the wrong one. Or you know, the, the, there are so many different strains of thought here that it is hard to keep up with it what is. exactly is happening. I think right now we're in a moment of like people trying to grasp onto whatever the thing is going to be that's going to take them for the next four years. Uh, and and a part of that is like this very strange. Um, thought about the United States as a corporation and how it's okay. how Biden is the he's like not the president 
of the United States. He's the president of the corporation that is the, the United States because like of well, some... Well, would this actually... That doesn't seem to be... That seems more like a... a uh, that doesn't seem like a negative right-wing thought because isn't the, the power of a corporation uh, that would uh, theoretically imply a limited government, right? Well, let me read from... This is the Marshall Report. Oh, the, the, not the Marshall Plan. No. Oh, okay. This is this is Diane Marshall is the oh. is the author of this. Okay, uh, so we're not helping just, Europe out. Let here. me just read a little bit of this. This is um some of the thought around like the idea that actually Trump is still the president. Oh, Biden is the president of like a circuit city. Uh, you know, like a uh basically a closed down corporation. Um, so in the 1871, mm. a seditious act was performed by the government. A coup was made to rewrite the Constitution and put "We the People" in all capitals under a new corporate contract, transferring the United States of America into the new corporation of the United States of America, which transferred the power of "We the People" and the Constitution over to the new corporation when they did that it placed the citizens in the united states as property of the corporation which was centered in washington dc this action made washington dc a foreign entity on american soil of sovereign states it was established through a loan from the vatican when dc was transferred into a city state and this corporate entity then ruled over the people citizens rights were taken from them in the process no one realized this. Wow, they're bringing in the Catholics instead of the Jews. That's actually pretty progressive. When they did the broker deal to get the loan from the Vatican, they did so via the Bank of London. Oh. At that time, they transferred all the property in D.C. Columbia over to the corporate entity of a D.C. Uh, foreign corporation. Uh, the forming of this corporation in D.C. is of major importance to understand for when President Trump signed an executive order in 2018 on election interference for entities both foreign and domestic, it outlined how assets could be seized. The president and the people knew and had the proof that a coup transpired out of the corporation of the United States of America along with other foreign nations and was ignored by the corporation in D.C. They continued with their illegal steal and the military is now in the process of seizing the assets of this foreign country known as the Corporation of the United States of America. It appears that President Trump's executive order was actually directed at the Washington, D.C. corporate swamp cabal all along dc is now walled in and filled with military guard as you see at the inauguration i literally understand henry moore when he's talking about doing president donald trump has moved out permanently for he cannot be president over a sovereign nation in a foreign land (laughs) he didn't move which is what the white house and the capital are President Trump was voted in by we the people, not the corporation. After Donald J. Trump exited the White House, he locked down because it was impossible for him to be a ruler over a sovereign country. Therefore, the ruler must be locked out. In this case, that would be this new administration. Uh, yeah. So ba- basically... Um, that is uh, that is a part of the thought that is going into some of this new like, um, you know, yes, ending the fact that Donald Trump is no longer the president. All right, and to that, I must uh, I must combat stupidity with a uh, quote from one of the dumber movies, one of my favorite <laughs> movies, Billy Madison. This is James Downey as principal in Billy Madison. He says, "At no point in your rambling, <laughs> incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought." Everyone in this room is now dumber. For having listened to it, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That is, well, that's yeah. 
but talk about mental I mean, that mental is, illness in a paragraph. That is the type of like mental gymnastics that is happening right now because people um really are having a difficult time with the cognitive dissonance of seeing Biden on the TV as president and knowing in their mind that this can't possibly be happening. Just, hang, just go hug your kids again. Just stop. Everyone just stop. And what's interesting about that, something I learned from uh, my girlfriend is that she, her one of her... Ooh, Travis has a girlfriend. Travis has a girlfriend. One of her ex-boyfriends fell down a YouTube rabbit hole of conspiracy thought years ago. Really? And it involved this same corporate... Uh, like the idea of the U.S. as a corporation. So this is an mm. old conspiracy thought that is being recycled and re- well, repurposed and uh, for the current moment, which is course, interesting to me. And, and again, as all conspiracy theory, there is a th- shred of truth. This is why I think all politicians should wear jackets and they should have all of the badges of all the corporate interests that they represent. And so there is a linear truth. When it comes to the corporate um, infusion in American democracy and in in American politics with corporations writing legislation just to be signed by the corporate whore that happens to be elected in office. But everything surrounding. But then it just jumps into such insane, sad, just so sad. And all of this stuff, as we mentioned before, I mentioned on last week's. It's all just a smokescreen for real problems that can be handled in a tangible human sense because these are all human problems created by man and woman. But all, and none of that is going to solve especially, any of the problems. Especially woman. It was Diane Marshall who wrote that. But uh, I, I also have to wonder, like, with Trump... He hasn't sort of he hasn't said anything much in the most recent days. No, uh, I think it's the best thing to happen. He's just hitting I a think, button and no Diet Coke is showing up. I He's think, like, what the heck? You know, that's enough days have passed, enough uh big moments have passed where people are like, Oh no, we have no leader. All it takes is Trump's coming back and saying, like, you know what? I acknowledge Q. Like or you know, we'll that's all he has to do is say, like, actually, the plan is on. The plan is on. If he wanted to go that route, I wonder if he could just amass this army and really unify it speaking of unity like he could unify these different armies uh, you know of internet digital soldiers i think that would require work i think it would require and i think he might be yes, done with the, that's true. whatever it was that he was doing in the white house for four years sucking down d dcs um <laughs> i don't know if he has it in him i don't really think he does honestly that would require yes i don't think the guy can get his own soda All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We will continue to talk about what Biden is going to be up to and what the administration is going to be uh, doing. We'll see uh, how the future unfurls in front of our eyes and uh, diagnose it as we see fit. And um, yeah, anyway, we'll keep on trucking, everyone. Hope everyone's doing all right out there. And I don't know. I was just thinking about this the other day. It is in your best interest because I always say, one thing that helped me understand how to relate to people is everyone has their own best interest in mind, which is not bad. It is what it is. And because of that, you can kind of know how to interact with them and you can have a little push and pull. But it is you in your best interest to be good to people, because at the end of the day, uh, those people will also be good to you. So it is selfish to be good. And I think that's a good thing to remember because it just makes your life easier, as we're seeing with these people who are bonkers as they smash their heads against the wall trying to earn themselves a digital purple heart. Nothing you said has made any sense and you, and we've actually all been made dumber. No, Travis. You don't want to believe my corporation idea? <laughs> I don't believe in your Diane, go go to bed, <laughs> Diane. God. 
All right, everyone, hail yourselves. We'll talk with you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.